Welcome everyone to episode 24 of that Round It podcast. This week, Mike, Gavin are both here, so we're all the squads together for the first time in quite a while. Um, and this week's guest is a man who is very much involved in the planning of Worlds this year. Uh, and that will be the topic and theme of this episode, talking a lot about Worlds, maybe some predictions and uh, to get some info. And that is Frey from Round It Belgium. And Frey, if you want to start off in describing your role a little bit, so everyone has a little bit more you know, familiarity with um, yeah, your role and responsibilities regarding Worlds in the IRF. Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, so yeah, Round in Belgium is uh, one of the things I'm part of, and the IRF is also one of the things I'm part of. So both of those, like in tandem, kind of cover my responsibilities for Worlds. Um, for Round in Belgium, I'm kind of like, let's call it project manager of Worlds. So um, kind of like managing all the different aspects of it. And then... Um, I'm also a board member of the IRF, which means that I'm also involved in managing the different committees that are working towards different aspects of worlds and working on stuff like um, the planning, the format, uh, jersey layout, having people register, like the squad setup, stuff like that. So I'm kind of involved in, in both of those aspects of it. Mm -hmm. It's been like a, it's been so much work already, right? But it was your first worlds or the first time we was meant to have worlds was like 2019, right? Was it? Um, no, so 2020 actually was the, meant to be the first year of the. Yeah, so September 2020, then we postponed to September 2021, and then we postponed again to <laughs> September 2022. <laughs> yeah. How is it being part of that whole process in regards to, well, one, we're sort of in uncharted territory when it comes to hosting a massive round net world championship. Uh, and two, I mean, with it being so long in regards to with it starting, I mean, two and a half years ago was when it was actually meant to start. So now of it finally coming to age in September this year in Belgium, what does it feel from yeah, being on the insider, an insider's perspective regarding planning and all this stuff? Yeah, so it's been really tough because it's something we've basically been working on for three years because we started, I think, like summer 2019 is when we started thinking of the idea of doing worlds and like scouting locations and stuff like that and, and working together with, because in, back in 2019, there wasn't an IRF, so it was just Spikeball reaching out around in Belgium to like join forces and host the world championship um and we've been obviously when we postponed we haven't been working on it constantly but it's still something like an ongoing process and it's been like you never close the feedback loop you're always putting in work without having like the, the finished product to have something to like okay we we made this happen or we did all this work and this is the result so it's a very large loop that is finally coming to a close in September, which is going to be uh, exciting. Another tough aspect of, of um, having it been a three-year project is that the sport is very different now than it was in 2019 when we started planning, both numbers-wise, like how the sport is played, rules-wise, and what people are doing playing the game, 
and also organizational wise like i said the irf wasn't a part of it and it was just a spike ball round in belgium thing and now it's mostly actually an irf thing with round in belgium hosting and then spike ball being the main sponsor so there's like shifting responsibilities and and uh, stuff there so that's also been like a bit tricky handling those changes as well hey Frey, because because this is my first time meeting you and i kind of want to give the viewers a little bit of a background as well mm -hmm. um how did you kind of get your your foot in the door as far as being a part of the irf is concerned and then uh with the, the communities that you work with locally um what was kind of kind of the way that you got brought into it and how did you get more involved i just want to give everyone a kind of brief overview and kind of yeah. learn myself yeah um so we basically started playing in 20 i think end of 2017 maybe 2018 and back then the, the scene in europe was so small like me and three other friends from belgium who lived close together played a lot in 2018 we went to every tournament because it was in the whole of europe there were like five i think and we went to all of them and we kept seeing the same people some other Belgians were there as well. And then we kept meeting each other. We started around in Belgium and we were also already kind of in the OG European group because it was basically I think, 40 or 50 people coming to all these tournaments. Um, and then because we were in like this very early close circle of European, very passionate and very involved people, um, all of them kind of were doing the same thing as us, like meeting people in their country, starting national organizations. And then in 2019, the then called USRA, so the European Spikeball Roundup Association was formed with like a bunch of these uh, countries putting stuff together and started the first Grand Slam series. So like the major European tournaments. And we got the opportunity in April of 2019 to host the first uh, Grand Slam uh, of the USRA. We had like, I think 100 teams from 15 countries, I think, with, which back then was the biggest tournament in Europe. Um, uh, there were a bunch of like, uh, Susek Solter came over, they played with um, like little Danish girls that they met in a tournament in Denmark a couple of, a couple of months earlier. Um, but also, and more importantly, Chris Ruder, uh, the Spikeball CEO, also came over to play and kind of like pick up on the, the European vibe. And that tournament went really well. It was a really nice, big tournament, lots of people from different countries. Um, all around, like, great experience. And I think, and this was never like the official reason that Round of Belgium was picked to work together with Spikeball to host like uh, the, the world championship. But I think like that's one of the main reasons together with Belgium's a very central European country. Those are like the, the two big reasons I think that Spikeball approached Round of Belgium to work together on the worlds. Um, and for that project, 2019 beginning 2020, I worked together with Jack Scotty from uh, Spikeball who was then also started thinking of like if we want to have round that in the uh olympics one day one of the requirements is to have a 
non-profit, totally independent international sports federation. Um, and he was like handling the groundwork there. And we've been working together a lot uh, during that period on Worlds. That's how I got to know him. He got to know me. And that's how I got like uh, on board of the, uh, the initial IRF group. And uh, yeah, kind of started working from there. It's a great story. <laughs> and regards, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's so many things tied. I mean, I've actually personally heard about the tournament in Denmark so many times. It literally is yeah. just like this iconic tournament that yeah. is in the middle Absolutely. of nowhere. And everyone yeah. just happened to be there. Um, back when you could just count the amount of European members on one hand. And <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's so cool. Think well, Before yeah. we... Go on, Gavin. I was just going to say, I'm kind of like dumbfounded here. I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to listen and absorb everything that you've been through the last several years. And it's crazy to think that overseas that there's this much going on that I'm unaware of. Like, I, I didn't know that there's this 50 or so member uh, OG European group that has laid all this groundwork. And like, it's just so exciting to see how, I mean, I, I, I have to tie in this meme because I've been thinking about it for, I don't know how long now, but uh like when we initially had the idea for when worlds was initially going to happen, it's like you get your foot in the door and then, Oh, coronavirus. And then the next year we're getting our foot in the door, coronavirus. I almost think of like, you know, plankton always gets into the crusty crab, but he can never get the secret formula. It's like, we're finally going to get it. And he's going to get, we're, we're going to get into worlds. And then everyone's going to be like, well, I don't know what to do. I haven't gotten this far. <laughs> So I, I don't know. I just keep, I keep coming back to that meme and I thought it was hilarious. Anyways, no, it's just so cool to see that all this groundwork has been laid in that you have uh, so much going on that like people have no idea what, what kind of work's being put in. I'm sure we'll get to learn a lot more about it. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just thought we'd um, do like a bit of a quick fire. If a couple of questions before we go into the layout of the tournament, obviously the tournament being a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday from <laughs> September 7th, 8th, 8th. I, knew, I, knew, I, knew, I knew Matt was going to bring it up. Um, I was like, I think it was 7th or 8th, um, 8th until the, then the 12th, right? 8th 11th. the 11th. 11th. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but 8th until the 11th. I just know it because I just got my flights like yesterday. Um, but again, I'll just say, as I was getting my flights, I'm like, oh, this thing's like finally happening. Right, like it's yeah, been, yeah. It's been it's been for, cool. In my head, I'm like, hey, did this happen? And I just missed it. Um, so, <laughs> I was said anyway. Go on, Scott. <laughs> so, but for some quick questions before we go into breaking down sort of each day. So, how many teams, countries, have now entered officially into the World Championship this September? Um, so, teams is still. We're still like figuring out how many actual teams everyone's gonna send, but mm -hmm. countries, we have 34 countries that have yeah. like put in a commitment of sending at least a minimal amount of teams required for a squad. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, nice. And then I'm guessing that's teams from how many different continents? Uh, all of them. Oh, okay, Yeah. nice. Yeah, um, some are a bit more represented than others, but we've got at least one uh, one country from each uh, continent. Wait, but quick math, that's like over 250 teams. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is already going to be like yeah, up to 500 athletes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's going to be almost potentially like 1,000 athletes. Um, 
men's and women's unless women's women's are three teams men's yeah, are five so teams if, if every if every country sends a full squad that's eight teams 16 players yeah oh okay <laughs> um, uh, so then the next question let's say this world championship goes very uh goes very smoothly goes very successfully What's the plan after? Has there been any thoughts after in regards to, will we have it every two years, every four years, like the World Cup in soccer? Um, I mean, every year is very, very ambitious. I, I, tell me what yeah. the thoughts are of, sort of um, the higher yeah. air. Obviously getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but just good to <laughs> think about it. Well, I'm just quickly checking if we have put out something officially. I don't think so, actually, but... Um, what we're thinking so maybe now is, you can't share <laughs> uh, well i i can i can share what we're thinking um and maybe we have put it out officially somewhere and then it's official if it if we haven't then it's just what we're thinking is that we're going to do it every two years um we think every year is a bit much and that's like first doesn't really make it special anymore it should be like this big event um but every four years, like the sport is so young and changes so, so quickly that in four years time, so much can have changed. So we think like two years is a good, good place to be, especially for now. If like the sport gets more established and we don't have major rule changes every couple of years, then we can maybe spread it out a bit. But now we're thinking just every two years. Yeah. Uh, besides the competition, I also, what comes to mind for me is that like, having worlds has done so much for round net because it's like, okay, let's have this IRF. Okay. You now have to form a governing body, right? So it's, it is this incentive for teams and countries to develop these things that maybe if there wasn't incentive, it would just happen slowly. So I kind of like, you know, I don't want it to be overkill, but more often than not, because, you know, that'll just, it'll just push these organizations to just continue to grow and refine. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's like one of the advantages of having worlds postponed a couple of times. I think if we would have had it in 2020, there obviously been a lot less players from each country, but also less countries that will send players. But people have been aware that worlds was going to happen since 2020 basically and have been able to get like their nonprofit status in order get an ngb get people on a board do voting and have members and stuff like that and i feel like it's been such a long time that people like these organizations some of them have started when they found out like okay we have to have an ngb to get worlds and by now they're already like a fully functioning ngb mm -hmm. that's been running for a couple of years and now can like send the squad with like have members and voting on their board and, and that's really really great to see sorry ngb can you can you yes i'm so sorry national governing body so okay. basically the national federation of the sport for that yeah country. i just want to make that explicit cool. yeah 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 mm -hmm. <laughs> so if we break down these now four days that we have um at world what, what days are it scott the 8th to the 11th thursday <laughs> to the sunday um but um, so we break down these four days. We have the Thursday, and everyone can find all this information on the official IRF website, right? Yes, correct. 
Um, and I think, I think a lot of people should check out that information anyway. Um, I don't think maybe, I don't think in regards to information about worlds, I don't think too many people are that well informed. I mean, one reason why we're having this podcast and two, just because I don't think people have searched after yeah. the information as much or as they could have done. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And the website, we've been getting a bunch of questions from all different places and like we've been adding the good questions like when people ask it and like oh yeah that's we should clarify that we have like a big faq that's getting updated every time we get new questions in so that's the first place that you should look if you want to know anything about what are some of the more common questions that you see in the faq some of the ones that were like okay that's obvious let's make make this widely known so everyone can be prepared um so very early on covid was the one that was asked a lot like uh regulations and like protocol and stuff like that i don't think we have to worry about that anymore cross fingers <laughs> but other stuff is like um eligibility for a country people have dual citizenship or have permanent residency but aren't a citizen those are questions that we get a lot um jerseys has been a big one a couple of months ago when we like started people started getting uh we started getting questions about uh, the requirements that we put out um and then yeah stuff like equipment the rules like tournament specific questions i think those are like the big categories that we get most questions about on the back of that question and maybe you've been asked it before but the stream um, and being able to watch and view the tournament. I mean, I've very much thought about this side of worlds because I know this is it's somewhat what I enjoy doing um, mm -hmm. in regards to how we making it people or how we make it accessible for everyone to watch and follow along. I mean, I'm sure everything will be in Fuengo in regards to results and games, but streams, what's the plan? Is there going to be one platform where everyone can follow the whole overview of the tournament on a stream is it on youtube is it on twitch would it be on instagram are governing bodies following their own team on their instagram how does this sort of if you're not if i'm not going but i'm following what's the plan for footage and stuff yeah so um a couple of ways to follow so first of all obviously like you mentioned fuengo um everyone can follow results and like who's playing who stuff like that um we're also gonna try to besides doing like fun social media pictures and videos stuff like that also have dedicated results like keeping people up to date that don't want to refresh fuengo the entire time um and then as far as the stream goes um as you know spike balls a, a title sponsor of the event so we're working together with them in a lot of aspects and the stream is also one of the um one of the points that we're working together with them um we've also we're also still looking into the opportunity of having multiple streams so because there are going to be a lot of games being played at the same time a lot of good games yeah. um so probably one stream or there will be enough opportunity for multiple streams to have like really good content um being streamed so we're definitely also looking into some of the usual suspects within the rounded scene uh, for multiple uh, streams. Okay, so it's likely that there will be several people streaming from different platforms. Yeah. Will it be from their own platforms or will it be from a platform 
a, a platform altogether. It will um, be pretty likely that they're just going to do their own platform um, yeah. since the IRF is still a very young, bare-bones organization and we don't already have those platforms in place while people that stream regularly or a company like Spikeball already has those platforms in place, only also has a, a very large reach and experience doing that. So I think it makes sense to capitalize on that experience instead of trying to do something from the IRF. Mm -hmm. And then in regards to after the tournament, will there be, uh, will there be recaps? I mean, you said talked about there were people uh, filming stuff and uploading things as they happen. If people don't want to wait for Fuengo, will there be a place to watch recaps after the tournament or stay up with well yeah there definitely be like people dedicated to just making content like videographers photo photographers during the whole tournament um who will be releasing content like basically most tournaments uh have like one or two photographers worlds will probably be the same just more mm -hmm. okay nice um good to know gavin mike do you have anything on the back of that before we go through each day I mean, I'm just thinking about how overwhelmed I'm going to be there in person, just like with how much is going on. Like in Boston, a couple weekends ago, like I was watching Premier Pool Play and there were 50 teams. And I feel like there were so many things going on. And I can't even imagine what world is, is going to be like. If you have people doing updates, I'm like, that's like a full time job. Just like yeah, yeah. Keeping everyone updated. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm super stoked, but I'm so excited like yeah i think i don't have any updates like i think from home there's definitely going to be people following along um just i think the flame goes simple enough but they're going to want to watch the heated matches um i think i think there's going to be a lot of uh bootleg is not the word for it but just the scrappy streams <laughs> just like oh yeah. they're playing this oh they're on instagram live like i could see like yeah you know a channel created in like discord where it's just Oh, this stream here, this stream here, oh, this stream here. Just like so many different phones and cameras going that I think it'll be like a fun chaos of the weekend with like so much going on. Yeah, there's almost too much to cover at, at, with the, with a number of the teams that we talked about. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be Scott, you don't have to edit this. It's gonna be a shit show. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm glad that there's a, a lot of very intelligent people behind it that are uh putting the work to make sure that it's as as little as <laughs> as as small as a shit show as possible. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh and we can get more into the schedule, but I also think some of the later rounds are gonna be easier to follow. But I could yeah. be uh could be yeah. wrong but yeah but that's the thing like in what other sport do you have where all countries are going to be playing sort of at the same time <laughs> at the very start yeah <laughs> in, in in any other sport like volleyball or soccer or you know these yeah. other sports you have like two teams playing at a time you don't have you know in their film you don't have like we're gonna have so many teams so many teams be playing and yeah it's like you say gavin um it's gonna be a mess but a good mess um <laughs> starting to already think like how yeah how do how do i best do that and uh, <laughs> capture stuff maybe it's like, i have no idea everyone, what i'm gonna do everyone just does a everyone yeah. just does an instagram live for their games and um it might be the way to go i don't know um yeah. but you can't oh. really film in high quality if you film that's instagram the thing. live which is well, which is yeah. so annoying that's the other thing because there are like people at home that want to watch we want to be able to but also like scott you're going to want to record your games too right so yeah anyway We'll see. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I think I'm. I'm most excited to see all the independent content creators putting out their kind of version of a post-produced worlds. Like, I want to see. I want to see a lot of. I mean, not just teams putting out. This is how everyone excelled, and this is how everyone did, and putting out the content a little bit later, but. Uh, independent teams that have the opportunity and the social media following to put out the story that says, Hey, this is how we performed. And I don't know. I think, I think that's a super exciting aspect of it. And uh, whether or not it's on a big organized page or stage or what have you, I think it's going to be cool to see all the content roll out and um, everything in real time. Hopefully aside from Fuango, everyone can look at scores. I just want to see a picture of you across from the other team, your fists held up and, and then I want to see the score at the end of it. Uh, if every single team could do that, I think I, I think it'd be a huge, huge, huge success. <laughs> uh, so let's um, break down days before we get into maybe some predictions, very early predictions. I mean, we'll probably do a podcast before Worlds as well as like a Worlds preview. Um, this is more of like an informative, informal, formal podcast um, in the lead up to Worlds. But if we go through each day, the Thursday is co-ed and oh like the welcoming gatherings for all the teams all the athletes and co-ed if i'm mistaken yeah you're not mistaken that's um every so every country has one team so it'll be like a let's say 32 33 ish team tournament um that's just gonna be one day and then uh probably finish pretty on time and get like a welcoming party situation going and then that definitely begs the question of how are the groups, how many games will these athletes play in one day? I mean, we already have the, you know, we talked about it before, but the, not the problem, but, you know, the, it, it's definitely within the community right now that we get very tired on the first day because it's so many games. And to do that before you've got another three days of round net in you, it's going to be physically tough. So what's the layout for co-ed on the, on Thursday? Yeah. So, we, I don't know when is this when this is gonna go out, but by then it might have been we might have released it already. Right now we haven't, so it's still very tentative and uh, subject to change. Uh, but right now we're thinking like pools of about five or six teams, so you get like uh, a pool play of four or five games, and then have a bracket game, uh, bracket play, single elimination. Uh, pretty pretty straightforward. Uh, tournament format so there'll be about let's say four and then one two three so like six or seven games in total i think and then everyone will play out in constellation for placing for placement yeah constellation is that's a tough one and in in mixed it's not that bad because it's only 32 teams let's say but if you have a squad tournament where there's five teams (laughs) playing five teams in a bracket of 32 squads <laughs> for instance <laughs> then constellation gets difficult so yeah. that's definitely something we're still tweaking to see we want to have a nice balance between we want people to play games and like have as many opportunities to play different countries different teams while there are worlds but we also want to be able to highlight the finals and have people watch that and we also want to make sure that, as you all know, schedules are very, very subject to change. And the larger the tournament, the larger the chances that stuff is going to like run long or people are going to 
play very long or start playing late or stuff like that. So that only increases exponentially with that many teams and it's squad competition. So we kind of want to balance it between having a good schedule that we can follow and having people play like a decent amount of games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's the, so that's the overall and the main focus behind the scheduling of the whole four-day tournament. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Because because we have a four-day tournament, we have like some buffer in switching some stuff around between days. But the earlier we can get stuff done, the better. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then in regards to the Friday, that's then moving on to the, is it the individual bracket? Yeah, so that's an individual tournament. So that's basically all teams just play one giant tournament as a team. <laughs> so not they're not... Related squad. to their squad, squad. Right? no, no, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. So it's perfectly possible that two Belgian teams like meet each other somewhere in the bracket and have to play each other, and one gets knocked out by by another. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be played in pool play and then in bracket play as well to get like at the end of I think we're staying Friday morning slash noon have uh, a bracket of all the individual teams like. This team is number one, two, three, four, five, et cetera, et cetera. So how is it uh, scheduled or how is it made for the pools for all those individual teams? So let's say you have what? You're going to have three women's or men's, but you have five men's teams for each country. You have 30-ish countries. Um, What's that? Three, five, what do we say? Like 250 teams or 200 men's? So, uh, if we have 200 teams men's, how is it then divided in groups? How do you decide who plays with who? Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's a really tough one because the 1. way, <laughs> and then just round robin, games. yeah. So, the way we mostly do it in Europe because we have some experience like pooling players from different countries up against each other is the tournament directors most of the time use previous results and kind of like knowledge of the teams to get like a couple of group leaders and then spread them uh, out over different groups and then the teams that you don't really know um, either ask the countries uh, for instance what Alex did in Riga is you just put out I think these are the best teams, these are the sub-top teams, and these are the rest of the teams, and gathered a lot of input from the uh, from the community. Um, problem is, these are a bunch of countries that haven't played each other ever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Europe, Europe's pretty, pretty, has mixed a lot, but like, there's a ton of countries, uh, North America, South America, Asia, um, that we have no reference and like no basis on, on seeding them. So um, we offhanded that task <laughs> to the seating committee. Um, so we gathered some people together who's just thinking, how can we do this in a fair way? Um, they're going to use the input of the countries themselves, like how everyone estimates they're going to do and how like previous results of different countries playing together, like 
some Americans have come over to the US and they have some insights. Some Europeans have gone over to the US and have some insights. So kind of like using all that information to basically make a best guess because it's gonna be a lot of like, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I, I guess the way it's gonna be seated like I said, it's a, it's best guess, and there's gonna be a lot of upsets early on. I think from people that are highly over or underestimated playing uh, different teams. So We're playing completely different new styles and people. Yeah, that seen absolutely. I mean, most of the yeah. time, you can serve receive someone who's even if they're a better server, but you've seen more of them than someone that you've never seen before, and you just don't know what they've got. You absolutely, and that's also one of the reasons the individual tournament exists because we're going to have the same problem going into squads where we have to seed countries and decide who's going to be where uh, in the bracket. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and that, so, well, sorry. The, so the individual tournaments, the results are used to seed the squads, correct? Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's arguably Lack, by, yeah, by lack, yeah. by lack of the, by lack of a better system, that's mm-hmm. the best way that we can find the actual like skill level of all the teams playing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the results of all the individual teams will be used to like estimate or calculate a um, mm-hmm. the the strength of the country uh, mm-hmm. as a squad, and then those results will be used going into uh, going to the squad tournaments to seed them based on those results and then based off those results we then have saturday which will then be the the team tournament the team bracket where you then play yeah. your country um, yeah. and then that's just going to be the one day on the saturday so we hope and that's a bit the same on friday so on friday we hope to do all the games except for like semis and finals so we can do semis and finals friday morning um of the co-ed or the individual no no of individual so friday do do everything and then saturday morning the the semis yeah sorry semis and finals of uh, individual and then then go ahead into yeah and then go into the squad try to finish as much as possible ideally up until quarters and then maybe even semis and do like third place game for men on uh, Sunday morning, third place game for women, finals of men, finals of women, and then hopefully finish somewhere around noon afternoonish on Sunday. Wow. Okay. So much round net. That is so much round net. I'm <laughs> so excited, yeah. but it's so much round net. It's like the Olympics <laughs> of round net. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a nice, a nice aspect of the tournament is like, this is, this is marathon round net. This is like, you have to... Play for some players have to play for four days. Yeah, in a yeah. highly competitive tournament. And so, yeah. not that, not that, like, and so I think I forget where I've talked about this. Maybe we talked about it before, Scott. It's just like, what, what do we, what do we value, right? I think like I talked to Frederick Henkel, and in Boston, the pool play was shortened to game to to fifteen. The series were, and for him, he doesn't care about that at all because he thinks he has the best round endurance out of everyone. Right. And so, and so for this tournament, that round at endurance really comes in mm-hmm. and it is something that, um, what, right. That in this situation is valued, you know, and yeah, you don't have yeah. to agree that, you know, 
you could say that you'd rather have two fresh teams and that's decide who best, but in this situation, it's whatever team is the best given four days of playing. Yeah, yeah. that is that is how it's you so become important. the world champion. Yeah, yeah. it truly and, comes down to which team has more uh, CTC on them. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone listening, that's not a drug. It's it's cinnamon toast crunch, <laughs> which which we don't have in Belgium actually. So if you want, we'll bring some yeah, CTC, bring it import it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, that it's totally true. As yeah, it is what we've talked about before, Mike. It's like those who are gonna endure and have the best endurance and can play for that long. I know, I mean, I get I'm I struggle physically towards later rounds in the tournament. I think most people do. Um, and yeah, I to do that on a Thursday, potentially playing co ed and a Friday, Saturday is yeah, it's gonna be but, very tough. Yeah. And so there is only one team playing co ed. So maybe yes. you also put your team with the best endurance in the co ed tournament. because uh, you mm-hmm. know that extra day but it depends uh, what, you know. what you're valuing as do you right. want to do really well yeah, in the yeah. college could you like if you could you definitely like so there'll be some countries being like hey we could do really well in the co-ed if we do and if we do really well in the co-ed that'd be like really good as a squad we're going to come between i don't know i don't know 10th and 20th but in the co-ed we could really come like top top eight top seven yeah and uh, that's like a really nice added layer of like strategizing meta as a squad like how we're going to handle this, which mm-hmm. I think is a really unique to this event. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, but we've talked, we, I mean, this is a side story, but a story that not everyone knows of, but uh, in Mallorca, the tournament, the uh, first big sort of breakout European tournament that happened after COVID, everyone, pretty much almost everyone attended uh, in Mallorca, Spain. It was actually the team that won was a uh, servant body from Germany, Johannes and Till. And it's actually because they turned up a lot later than everyone else to the tournament. I mean, they're already two incredible players, but it definitely benefited them turning up late after everyone had played, you know, 10 hours around net for four days, five days in a row leading up <laughs> to the tournament. They came in fresh and yeah. And you could, it, they personally would say themselves that it definitely helped them uh, in the final. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah def- endurance definitely comes into it and it's good sort of that some people are listening or knowing this now when they've still got you know a, a decent amount of time to work and prepare themselves for that yeah physical there, yeah, yeah the uh resisting the pickup is going to be hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're playing with all new people you want yeah. to play so bad yeah play every day hey, I'm, also- I'm free i'm free you want to pick up mike's free yeah yeah so. Oh. i know that'll be so cool <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's tough and yeah yeah i know even when everyone was around in the u.s like the little coaching clinics and everyone like talking going around in there i could just see like people surrounding over a net and just just yeah. talking chatting serving playing a little bit yeah, it'll, yeah it's gonna be great um if i uh if i may frey what's like what are you most excited about uh for worlds you know three years is there like a moment you're waiting for that'll be like okay finally you know this is it um i think the thing i'm most excited about is this is going to be the first event where like everyone that someone within roundnet is going to be at the same place physically meeting each other and it's going to be so like um i've i've talked about this with i don't know who um like i was talking earlier i've been working with jack on when he was at spikeball and we're working for worlds now we've been in the irf together for 
years and I've only seen him on the screen. I've never seen him in real life. And there are so many people like that, that I know from social media that I've done calls with. We've, we do a bunch of community calls with the, with the Europeans where there's people that I've seen so many times there, but never in real life. And it's kind of like meeting a celebrity. It's like meeting someone from the screen and then having, and there's gonna be, there's gonna be like 1000 experiences like that consecutively in such a short, short period of time, it's gonna be, uh, yeah. That's, that's what I look forward to most, like all the people getting together. Um, we're wearing name tags, right? We've said that before, right? We gotta <laughs> have name tags. <laughs> yeah, like flag, flag and name. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really helpful though, it would be. Yeah. Be really helpful. On a serious yeah. note, it would be very yeah. helpful, I think. <laughs> I'm joking about it, but uh, seriously. Yeah. Oh, I'm, it's a ha it's half half joke. Yes, very serious. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll write it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Such a good please do. Um, so we've given a nice uh, overview of the tournament and thoughts. One last thing before I think we should end on some predictions. Um, <laughs> because uh, no harm, no foul in uh, saying off the bat already uh, who we think sort of the top five nations are going to be. Um, but in regards to the squad tournament, how will it work in regards to you have all your teams? Will it be all the five teams play against all the other five teams of another nation? And then let's say they win 3-2, they count that as a win, and then they play the next nation. So it's yeah. only like win and loss. So if you win 4-1, exactly. it doesn't make a difference. If it's you win 3-2, it doesn't really make a difference. You just need yeah. to, your team exactly. to beat that other team's Yeah, nation. correct. Yeah, so you have five teams in the case of men, three teams in the case of women, and you need to win the majority of the games. And it doesn't matter which games you win. If you win three out of five or two out of three, That's so awesome. then you move on to the next. Uh, that adds record. such like a massive like squad yeah. feeling to it. Like, come on, like you, like say the, the one seed has lost, the third seed has lost, but the two and four have won. So it comes down to the you know, the fifth seed, but it doesn't mean that they could be a lot worse. It's still like some squads will be very tough. Some, yeah. you know, teams will be very, you know, uh, broad. And it's just like cheering on the boys or cheering on the girls in the last game. Like, <laughs> it just adds pressure in these games that otherwise are just like, yeah, cool. Yeah. No, every yeah. game's important and you're in a squad. You're in a bigger thing than just yourself and your teammate, which normally yeah. people have been a part of. We had that, I mean, at college nationals and when we were on commentary, we we're like, this might matter. It might not. We don't really know. <laughs> Another game in the background. Uh, uh, we'll see. I don't, it's just, but it's fun. And you're like looking around, just trying to figure everything out. And it's come down to sometimes at College Nationals 2018, it came down to the B game. And like, that was just so fun to watch because we were watching all three at once and it came down to it. And then I have to make the joke, Scott. Um, the good news for you, you could go winless all weekend and your team could still carry on without you. <laughs> so, you know, you don't have to worry about that too much. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, You're great. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Shall we end with some predictions guys? Uh, top five on both the women's side and the men's. Is anyone oh. dying to go first? I'm not going first. <laughs> Whoever goes first. Dude, yeah. I, I I hate How doing about, this. I'm just about... informed. I don't even know five countries. I'm just informed. Stop, Gavin. <laughs> All right. Well, wait, so wait, wait. 
I have a funny, I have a funny, I have a funny, funny proposition. Okay. We all write it in the chat. I'll edit this out so the viewers aren't sitting here for one minute while we write in the chat. But everyone, write your top five men's and women's in the chat, and we all have to click the Oops. button at the same time. Oh, man. All right. It's shift enter, uh, Mike. And then we will <laughs> share. Yeah, it's shift enter. Oh, I'm embarrassed now. Wait, wait, wait. For squads, afraid. right? For oh, squads. For squads. Yeah, shift enter. Okay, yeah. Shift enter, Scott. Yeah, squad. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm second guessing every spot. Yeah, um, well, I some of mine I'm really confident in, the others I'm not confident at all. But like you said, Scott, it, it comes down to depth, and that's so difficult. Yeah, because I'm, you, I'm, you don't you're, know. You're, you're, thinking too, you're thinking too much. I just picked some. <laughs> I did too. Oh, but I'm, I'm, a good t- ah. I'm not changing anything. I, this is my first I'm list, and I'm it. yeah, I'm leaving it. Yeah, I'm happy with where I'm at. But there's got to be one more. I feel like Germany has good men's, and I feel okay. I'm done. I'm done. Are we all done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, right, hang everyone on. ready? Make sure everything's pasted. I have to make sure everything's pasted. Okay, so we're gonna dissect them. I'll dissect them as we go through, and you can explain some of your uh, choices. Like, give a quick overview. All right, everyone ready? So we're gonna share in three, two, one. Okay, so we're going to start at the top. So, uh, Mine was first. So we all shared our uh, predictions at the same time in the chat on Zoom for everyone uh, wondering. And I haven't looked, but we're going to go through them chrono- chronologically. So for myself, on the men's, I have USA in first, Canada second, Germany third, Austria fourth, Belgium fifth. And then on the women's side, I have USA one, Germany two, Canada three, Switzerland four, and GB fifth. And my logic behind this is USA, pretty clear men's winners, in my opinion. Canada also going to have very good, strong five teams. And the only team to potentially challenge for that second spot is Germany. But I still think Canada have too many good players, um, especially servers as well, because uh, they've seen the serving game a little bit more than what Europeans have. So I think Canada will come in second. Germany in the best like squad depth in Europe, in my opinion, in third. Although Austria do have really good squad depth. I'm just not sure about their fifth team, but their top four is going to compete with the top four in Germany without a doubt. Probably the top four in Canada as well, in my opinion. Um, and then as a home country, Belgium in fifth. Um, Belgium already have some really good depth and some really good players. Um, Hustling Brothers, Wout. Um, a lot of good players. So I think they're going to do well anyway, but also being a home nation, I think they're going to do exceptionally well. And then the women's side, which is tough because three teams, but you have no idea of the squad depth. And this is what it comes down to. Um, I put USA in one, mainly because of their squad depth. The only team that's challenging them in squad depth is Germany. But I think the USA probably has the edge in experience and overall level. So USA one, Germany two, Canada three, Switzerland four and GB fifth. So this is the last two picks are really hard on the women's. I just put Switzerland in fourth because I think Lauda is going to win and whoever she plays with is going to win all her games. So then it comes down to is the third or second Switzerland team better than the second or third French team or Great Britain team or um, team in Finland? And I think it's going to be close. But again, with Lauda being in the team in Switzerland, I just think they're going to do well especially her team 
And then in fifth place, again, it's an absolute toss-up because I have no idea of the squad depth of these other nations. And it's definitely these second and third seed teams on the women's side are going to matter so much. Um, you can have a really good one team, but if your two and three aren't that good, you're going to struggle as a nation. So it was a toss-up, and mm. I'm just going to go GB because of Slyas. <laughs> So that's pretty um, much I don't know fine. if I have to go. I don't know if I have to go through my whole thing, but I'm Scott and I had pretty much the same, except oh, our did. our fives were different on both sides. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know much, but I put France instead of Belgium because uh, mm-hmm. I just know they have poor Combien, and that's all I know. Phrase immediately so, offended. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're, you're lucky. I like poor Combien very yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> And then oh. on the women's side, instead of GB, I threw France in there. Mm-hmm. I think for a similar thing, um, just might have some, some, some squads. But I'm feeling similar about the same thing. U.S., Canada, Germany. I put Austria in. Again, I know less. I feel better about U.S., Canada, Germany. And then U.S., Germany, Canada on the women's side. I feel pretty good about that. I think, um, I think Germany, depending on who it is, uh, will likely be above the Canadians. But but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But yeah, all right, yeah. Kevin. So I put for for men's squads, I put USA and Canada one and two, um, just because they're way closer to me than all the other places. <laughs> um, and as far as Austria, I put them, I put Austria in third because I like Benny. We've had him on the pod a couple times, and <laughs> he's a very kind guy. Because like one guy, work. yeah, third place. Yeah, just literally just because of Benny, I put I put Austria third. Uh, France because poor Combien and the little animation that they have at the beginning of their videos. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, Belgium because I feel like Frey would probably leave the call if I didn't put them on the list. Um, That's correct. And, and because I don't nearly <laughs> know nearly enough about um, men's, men's Germany teams. Um, as far as women's squads are concerns, concerned, I had uh, United States first because, well, I live here. Um, Austria a second because well I know a couple of Benny. That <laughs> again again because of Benny even though he's not a female um at least as far as I know um I put GB third just because I like Scott and he's also not a female but yeah uh France because I think that's a cool country and I'd like to go there someday and then Germany is is fifth because I didn't put them in the men's and I it's kind of just to not to not spy for bone <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was the most uh, insightful out of all of it so far. wow thank, thank, thank you gavin yeah i like I, your list yeah, all right i, I put it together Frey, what do you, i think Frey, what are you thinking i when i saw um, mine different from yours i was like damn mine's wrong i'll, I'll start with, i'll start with women because i'm pretty similar as you and scott mm-hmm. so one two three also the usa one germany two canada three um i think especially uh for the women, Europe is catching up on the US, but I don't think we're there yet. So I do think USA still is going to take it. Um, so then Germany, Canada. And then I had the exact same issue as you, Scott. It was just Austria, France, Switzerland, uh, yeah. GB. It was so many countries that could take it, but I picked uh, Austria fourth and uh, France fifth. Then for men, uh, USA one, I think we all agree on that one. Um, Canada second, I think we also all agree on that one. Then third, I gotta gotta put Belgium, gotta put Belgium on the podium. Um, <laughs> not only because I'm from Belgium, we've had like in Paris, the mm-hmm. eight teams that went to quarters, three of them were Belgian teams from our national squad. So 
-hmm. we, we were, and that was a stack okay. tournament. So we, we performed really well. We also have like, like you said, Hustling Brothers, a really renowned international team by now, but we also have like some, some tricks up our sleeve, like the mountain and yeah, uh, other yeah. players like that. So I think we, uh, we can get podium uh, at Worlds, but then obviously I, Germany should definitely be in there. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they're, I think they're for, for Belgium, they're going to be the team to beat. Um, in the tournament and then France fifth because like you said also great great depth um pour combien obviously but also like Le Jouf execute uh, there's still still a lot of very solid French team but then you got Austria then you got let's just do our top 20s while we're at all these other, all these other teams and, let's do top 34 <laughs> yeah hey like I said earlier there are going to be so many upsets so early on yeah it's gonna it's like if yeah. people want to make money this is the tournament to put like crazy bets because <laughs> there's gonna be some this? weird results this? <laughs> oh, i'm sure there'll be a discord chat somewhere yeah. um, <laughs> no i agree it's always going to be tough in regards to uh to ranking these teams and doing predictions especially so early on i mean yeah. thankfully we're yeah. doing it now what a month and a half out Rather than if we, if you would ask me six months ago, a year ago, it would look totally different because yeah, yeah. Again, sports ever changing, communities are ever changing, uh, players yeah. are forever improving. It's yeah, and like a month from now, who knows what might have changed? Like after Euros, we might have a total different view on yeah, there might be, yeah, it could be a couple of countries that come in and just have like some really yeah. strong teams and like they can yeah. have four teams get through to the round of sixteen out of a country that we didn't expect before. So mm -hmm. yeah. The Euros will be a good indicator for sure before Worlds. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, all right. Um, we've been going for quite a while. Um, I think we're time to wrap it up. Um, Frey, we always like to have the guests uh, do the outro for us. Mm. We never mentioned it, but I hope you're prepared. <laughs> uh, no, no editing, just one take. Give us an overview of the podcast of this episode. And uh, yeah, shout out any social media or any people you want to if you want and uh, they will play the outro music all right so today we talked about uh worlds like general overview what our different days gonna gonna look like we did some uh some general questions on on how the tournament is gonna be and then we closed it off by giving our top five of both men and women teams um which was very very difficult task <laughs> so we'll see in a month and a half how right or how wrong that we were um you guys probably have social media accounts you i'm gonna say at that round at podcast um instagram um you tiktok um nope no on tiktok nope oh uh, scott <laughs> we're working on it next year next year yeah <laughs> okay so next year I'll go to at Bat Rider Podcast on TikTok <laughs> <laughs> for oh. quality around our content. Oh. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, Frank. It was a pleasure having you. Absolutely. Sure. My pleasure. Hopefully a lot more people check out the IRF website. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, like I said, I don't know when this is going to be released, but from now. Oh, okay. So more information will be like coming out soon from different aspects of the tournament scheduling right. questions that people have so nice. be, uh, people should be getting more informed as we go
Nice. And get your flights if you haven't gotten them. I just got mine yesterday. So. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And cut. Thank you.